Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Kieran Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to let your child live their most fulfilling and independent life possible. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and there was nothing else that we could do for him but manage his symptoms the rest of his life. But I didn't wanna do that. Fortunately, my background in craniosacral therapy Look, now 30 years, let me know that the brain can and does heal, but I didn't know that much about autism. What I did know is that I didn't want to just mask the symptoms with dangerous drugs. I wanted to find the causes and work with them naturally. And fast forward, it took me a decade and a lot of time and effort, but today my son is no longer diagnosable with autism after being told it could not happen. So I'm here to share with you valuable resources to save you the time and some of the expense that I had to spend to figure it out and to help you let your child lead to their best results possible. Every child's level of recovery is different, but we know that children who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping now through the night and happily. Their immune systems are now strong where they were once sick all the time. Children who were nonverbal and their parents were told they could never speak are now speaking. Children who were getting D's and F's in school are getting A's and B's. And those that were so anxious all the time and couldn't sit still and, and were uncomfortable in their own bodies are now calm and happy and relaxed. And they're leading fulfilling and independent lives with friends. This is what we want for our kids. So I'm here to share the resources with you so that you can get the best results for your child the best possible. And you can start that right now with my free download of this top seven foods to eliminate beginning today of the top foods that are the most inflammatory and toxic that are contributing to those physical and behavioral symptoms of autism that your child is having. They're making his life uncomfortable. So you can get that right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods and feel free to share that with anybody you know who would be interested. And I will also link to it in today's show notes. There's of course a lot more than diet, but this is something you could start doing today that will begin to reduce those symptoms. And I'm happy to share everything I can with you. So right now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi there, and welcome back once again. Um, a lot of parents are told that their child with autism is anemic. And so I wanted to cover in today's show about iron and anemia, because it's not always as safe as you think to just start giving your child iron supplements. And you might be wondering, well, why? What's wrong with that? I mean, well-meaning, even doctors, practitioners of all kinds are saying that iron, which is also referred to as ferritin, that's its uh, chemical name for it. So iron and ferritin are the same thing, that their iron is low. And you think, well, maybe they should take supplements, you know, and what's wrong with that? So I wanted to cover iron and anemia in autism today um, because it is so, so common that again, our children are anemic and some of the leading causes for it and how it is so much safer to get your iron sources from food versus a supplement. So low iron in children is really important in, in brain development. And there can be a lot of causes and you might see fatigue, a lack of ability to a focus, uh, ADHD, and it, you know, could be iron could be one of those reasons. 
But our children often have heavy metals in their body. You probably heard about mercury, aluminum, lead, cadmium. And we have to do natural and safe heavy metal detoxification, right? We don't want to use the pharmaceutical drugs that allow for reabsorption of those toxins back in the system or deplete us of our necessary and needed and usually already depleted things like calcium and magnesium, those minerals that this these chelation or heavy metal uh, detox drugs that they use, like DMSA, can do. So uh, in my program, we always use something safe and natural so it doesn't do both of these things, no reabsorption and doesn't drain your body of anything it needs. So that is important for you to understand. Our children, again, often have these heavy metals in them and they affect the neuro neurological system, learning disabilities, uh, can contribute to seizures, GI problems, uh, anger and irritability issues, and a lot more. So they're also elevated sometimes uh, if there's a deficiency in iron. And one thing that they do, the heavy metals will also help to deplete it. And proper enzymatic activity is really critical. And iron is also helps to assist in many functions associated with it. These enzymes are necessary for proper functioning of iron and often not working properly due to the presence of aluminum, specifically more aluminum in the body. And aluminum has been linked to uh, affecting the speech centers of the brain, as have viruses. And I'm going to mention those today, too, because they're all factored in with iron and anemia. On the other hand, we do not want excess iron in the body because it can cause a lot of oxidation and inflammation. Yeast are also referred to as candida, right? Yeast uh, and intestinal bacteria can use excess iron to their advantage, and it can be overall uh, an overall immunosuppressive, meaning it depletes and weakens the immune system. It, it holds it down, so it can weaken your immune system. Iron can also help strengthen pathogenic or bad bacteria in the gut. So we don't want to feed it what it needs to be strong and thrive. Too much iron in the body can increase the damage from excitotoxicity due to glutamate. So this is where the contributor factor for seizures sometimes can come in. If your child has a weak liver or kidneys, which we do know that children in autism have poor and weak detoxification pathways, and that includes the liver, which is the organ of detoxification. It's obviously very congested in children with autism, and we have to detoxify very slowly in a very specific sequential order. And um, I can guide you through this if you're looking for guidance. Be careful about being led into fast, rapid detoxification. Your child's body needs to be stabilized. The foundation strengthened, and these detox pathways have to be supported first. So you want to, you can check on what your, your iron, child's iron levels are, but diabetics should also be really cautious of excessive iron as well. Excessive iron can cause increased susceptibility to things like infection, immune abnormalities, uh, inflammation of the stomach lining and ulcers. And we know children with autism have leaky gut syndrome. They have a really weak digestive system. So these can be contributing factors again taking iron in supplement form as excess iron can promote viruses to grow. So it is definitely best to get these sources from food rather than a supplement. Now let's move into anemia. It's common for those with imbalanced gut flora to be anemic. 
Anemia is when there is actually a lowered number of red blood cells in the body. And our kids often look uh, kind of that pasty white look and they're lethargic and weak. This, these can be common symptoms. One likely culprit is the lack of iron. It, it takes much more than iron to balance anemia though. So remember that healthy blood has to have all of the B vitamins, vitamin C and A and D, amino acids, along with multiple minerals, including magnesium, manganese, iron, copper, and zinc. And these are all important. Getting meat into their diet is crucial because red meat and liver carry the most iron and also make sure that you always get organic. Again, because the liver is the organ of detoxification, if you are giving your child some type of an organ meat from an animal that has a toxic liver, you don't wanna have a be feeding your child the toxicity from that liver. So it always should be organic ever possible. We don't want the con contamination from you know, these bad meats as well, because that's a common factor. Meat increases the absorption rate of iron from fruit and vegetables, so that is helpful. Spinach and other leafy greens carry iron and vitamin C, and the vitamin C in vegetables also increases the absorption of the iron from the meat. Remember that fruit is best eaten away from meat as the transit time it takes to go through the digestive tract is very different. Meat protein takes much longer to digest and fruit digests very rapidly. So you don't wanna have part of what you're eating digest rapidly and the other be stored in there and end up putrefying in the gut. This is very common. And so you wanna do the slow absorption. Again, the slow absorption of meat will actually cause the fruit to ferment in the stomach and it can become rancid. So you wanna do uh, important notice on food combining. Food combining is both helpful and healthful. Uh, when we eat fruit or meat together with vegetables, the alkalinity of the vegetables help to balance out the acidity of the meat. Always remember that when you're eating red meat, especially any meat, but red meat especially, you want to make sure you're getting some greens in. Whether it's broccoli or some leafy greens, you want to help balance out that acidity. An added benefit of eating meat with vegetables is that meat helps our bodies absorb iron from the green leafy vegetables. So remember that fruit is best eaten away from meat as their transit time is different. Fruit digests quickly, but meat does not. The slow digestion of the meat will cause again that to ferment in the stomach and become rancid. But when it comes to vegetables, especially green leafies, they have an added benefit both directions for each of their nutrients being absorbed in the body uh, when they're eaten together. Red meat and green leafy vegetables or vegetables, green vegetables could be broccoli as well. Contributing factors to anemia. And one of them is Lyme disease. Uh, we've talked about this in my past episodes and close to 100% of children with autism are said to have Lyme disease. It's very, very common. The testing for Lyme is very inaccurate. So you may have a test say that your child is negative and they still could be positive. And what you wanna do is look at the symptoms. And I'll link to uh, an episode I did in the past called What Causes the Symptoms of Autism? It's actually at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 134. And I've taken the Diagnostic Statistical Manual and the things that they use in that to diagnose autism. 
And from those of what you'll see, the categories that are required for a child to be diagnosed with autism have a lot of similarities and even mimic certain things that are in candida overgrowth, heavy metal toxicity, Lyme disease, mold biotoxins, parasites, and other co-infections. So it's all labeled for you there. You can look at those symptoms and see if some of those pertain to your child. Many people who are infected with Lyme bacteria, especially Babesia, uh, feel fine and do not have any of the symptoms. Some people develop uh, nonspecific flu-like symptoms. They can have some, maybe some fever, chills and sweats and headache, body aches, loss of appetite, nausea, the feeling of kind of sickness in the stomach or fatigue, and maybe just think, you know, they usually just attest it to, ah, oh, they got a little bug or they feel, you know, they, they got the flu or they ate something bad, right? And they can also lead to a special type of anemia called hemolytic anemia. And this is also a contributor, again, we're back with Lyme disease. This is a condition where red blood cells are destroyed, uh, lasting from several days to several months. And important to note, these are antibiotic resistant. Lead poisoning, exposure to high levels of lead may cause anemia, weakness and kidney and brain damage. Very high lead exposure can be fatal. Lead can cross the placenta in utero, which means pregnant women who are exposed to lead also expose their unborn children to lead. And lead can damage a developing baby's nervous system as well. And there was a study released in April of 2023 that in the US alone, 9.2 million communities were, their drinking water was found to be contaminated with lead so you definitely want to make sure you have a very high quality water filter and are not drinking tap water, uh, especially with a poor filter or no filter at all. The study, uh, study from the Center of D Disease Control back in 2017 noted that decrease in lead exposure in early childhood is significantly responsible uh, for the drop in crime rate. Summary, kids exposed to lead as young children are more likely to be suspended or incarcerated during their school years, suggests this study. Lead can go undetected, showing no obvious symptoms. However, a child with high levels of lead in his system is more likely to fail the third grade due to learning difficulties. This is interesting, isn't it? Heavy metal toxicity may be overlooked. And I'm going to link to that study for you in today's show, show notes. Methyl, the vitamin methyl B12 is necessary for digestion, food absorption, protein synthesis, DNA synthesis, protection of the myelin sheath, which is the nervous uh, tissue covering, and metabolizing fats and carbohydrates. Now, you might notice your child has some of these symptoms and has a hard time digesting fats and carbohydrates. It also assists the immune system by helping to build the master antioxidant glutathione and building red blood cells, which also helps to prevent anemia. Common symptoms of deficiency are depression, mania, and fatigue. It's also important for fetal growth and development. Once your child's GI tract has healed, methyl B12 will be more available to the body in bioabsorbable via the intestinal tract. And prior to that, they may experience hyperactivity from the supplement of methyl B12. So you want to start very, very, very low dosage with this because they might not quite be ready for it if you're early on into, uh, into your protocol. 
so if you're needing more detoxification support, uh, that's where you might see some hyperactivity. It can get really, really extensive with this too. Uh, if you start methyl B12 too early, the best food sources of vitamin methyl B12 are beef, lamb, liver, fish, especially shellfish and eggs. Another contributor to anemia are retroviruses. And I, I've done two podcast episodes on viruses. So I will link to those in the show notes as well. A retrovirus is a virus that in, 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 inserts itself into the host cell. The cell then produces more of the retrovirus and continues to infect other cells. Once integrated, the virus can use the host cells components to make additional viral particles. This means once it gets into the cell, it starts to duplicate itself on its own. Retroviruses contribute to many diseases, including immunodeficiencies, cancers, neurological disorders, bone and joint issues, and anemia. Retroviruses can be lifelong if not treated properly. Make sure you know what you're doing. I work with those in my program. And they are very hard to treat. So know what you're doing. Iron-containing foods, let's talk about some of these. You want to increase what are called heme foods. That's H-E-E-M. Heme is an essential molecule that contains iron that is naturally found in fairly high concentrations in the blood of humans and other animals and in much lower concentration in plants. Heme is an iron-based plant source. Uh, heme is, an, is iron-based, but plant sources of heme are not usually enough. So vegetarians, you probably are deficient in, in this heme, which helps to build that blood, that red, those red blood cells. Animal-based heme foods are needed now. Some really good heme protein is unaged grass-fed beef or organic beef liver. You can also use organic poultry shellfish, such as clams, oysters, mussels, or line-caught fresh fish, such as halibut, haddock, perch, salmon, or tuna. Although I usually say to avoid tuna or eating much tuna due to its high mercury levels. Remember when you're eating anything, especially fish, the, the larger the fish, the more uh, toxicity they have, especially when it comes to mercury. Um, they eat the smaller fish, which have eaten things. And so they say their bodies are accumulated. So the larger the fish, the more mercury. Tuna, swordfish, definitely not good to eat. Avoid swordfish all the time. It's one of the highest in mercury. Um, note that iron supplements can make it worse because they increase inflammation, feed pathogens, and iron gets stuck in an inflammatory state. So you may show either a very high ferritin or very low. So this is very important to know. Um, so this is why we want to get it from food sources because it at least is absorbing better in your child's body versus supplements, which do not. We continue to work with the triggers like the heavy metals and the Lyme and the viruses, which are actually absolutely essential to work with and healing up the gut. But you'll also balance your zinc levels and iron levels naturally through food. So adding in more of these heme foods can also be helpful. And again, I never promote taking iron supplements as a form as excess iron can promote viruses to grow and it's best to get them from your source from food sources. So these are some important facts that I wanted to make sure that I shared with you today because I know we're often led astray by well-meaning um, 
practitioners and people that maybe haven't done all of the research or looked further into what else can happen and the symptoms of autism because autism has a lot of these co-infections that I mentioned that can be sensitive and maybe not all individuals contain those so it's not the same way but it is for our sensitive kids and I want you as a parent to have as much knowledge as you can to help the road to recovery be the best possible for your child and so you know why maybe you're being stopped short of certain results that you could be getting. I have a free food guide available at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash food, or I'm sorry, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and foods with no spaces in between. And um, that's available for you as well. And I also have a program available in the show notes that I can link to, or you can go to my website at naturallyrecoveringautism.com. And right there on the homepage, it'll tell you more about my membership program as well. If you're interested in that and being guided through the process so that you know what to do, and you can really have some support on this journey and save some time and a lot of expense on not knowing what to do. That is important because your child deserves to have their best life possible and live to their full potential. And you as a parent can make that happen. I did it for my son and I've helped many parents worldwide and I'm happy to help you if you need support. I hope this was helpful. If it was again too, it helps if you'll share, uh, go and leave me a great review or a review on uh, your favorite streaming channel. Uh, that way it helps to reach other people um, as well that who are searching for these resources. And uh, I appreciate you doing that too. So thanks again for being here for what you're doing for your child. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.